Make sure we understand that Naranjo, how he claimed to get this, mostly through automatic writing, a little bit through his observations. And now we have these nine, what we would call personality types. They call them types. Welcome to the Walk in Truth mini-sode, a step closer, where Pastor Michael Lance and others on the Walk in Truth team discuss topics and questions about life from a Christian perspective. You'll also get a chance to get to know the team. Now, let's get into today's topic. But it's the same old lie. Walter Martin said, same source. And he said strongly, same destiny. I mean, it, this is, this well, is not sure. a joke. If you, yeah, Michael, if you study the Arantia book or A Course in Miracles, Marianne Williamson, the thing that uh, she's still into, Oprah Winfrey, it's the same type of stuff. You're divine. You've forgotten who you are. Salvation and enlightenment is realizing your divinity quotes. You need to discover your true divine self. It's a spiritual awakening to your true self or your divine self. Where have we heard this before? And when we talk about the draw to the occult, uh, even people who go out the back doors of the church, the draw is power, control, uh, kind of the, you know, some of the key things that we as humans wrestle with, right? Some of us have control issues. There's, there's a kind of a dark mystical power in this side, if you will, and the occult side. So people gravitate to this. They, they think I can control my own reality. I can speak words of power. This is, these are all new age concepts. Do you know that Joel Osteen is, is preaching new age concepts just packaged with a few scriptures to satisfy his Christian audience? But he speaks words of power. He's a prosperity preacher. What he's done is taken basically these concepts and sold it as a bill of goods to the church. And look at the place that he preaches to every week. People love it. Why? Because it appeals to my favorite subject, me. Let's face it. We are enamored with ourselves. And when someone starts telling me how I can be a better me or if I can ascend to this position or control, you know, these are all appeal. The devil knows how to appeal to people. And these books fly off the shelves, but they're just the same old repackaged Genesis 3 line. Craig, uh, moving down the line, we go from Ospensky to a man named Oscar Ichazo, lives 1931 and just died in 2020. Mm-hmm. And uh, so this guy picked it up. Tell us about him next. So he's the one, if, we, if you recall the pattern earlier, he put the lines in. He starts to put them in. Now, uh, the next guy will really fill them out. But he uh, had this center down in Chile. He was actually uh, from Bolivia. And then he came up to the Esalen Institute. Big Sur, you, some of you remember that place, the crazy place? Yes. And he brought this stuff up. And he really, really started to develop this. But the same thing, well, he claimed it's ancient wisdom. It's ancient, all right, but only in one sense. Um, but he, the same thing, uh, he, he uh, develops this stuff. He, he's an avowed occultist, heavily in occultism, heavy use of psychedelic drugs. You know, not, not just play video games, but to go on to vision quests, uh, what's called astral projection. I hope you don't know what this stuff is, but this is all occult stuff. And he was heavily involved in this, and this is where he got a lot of his ideas to continue the further development and popularizing of the Enneagram in America and Germany elsewhere. And he had two spirits that he interacted with. He interacted with a spirit named Metatron. I feel like I'm watching the Transformers every time I hear that. Sorry. And the Green Katub. 
I know. I want to go uku kachu. <laughs> Big man. But so he said he was hearing from these spirits or, or spirit yeah. guides, right? Yeah. And he begins to develop the personality types to start to fill in the circle. But there was this whole realm of spirits, and he's not just dealing with any spirit that would appear, appear to him. He was dealing with Numra Uno, who allegedly one of his titles was Michael the Archangel, was this spirit that he says was appearing to him. And so all of his lessers were dealing with these lesser spirits, but he had the top dog, and he was being taught getting mainline that this teaching of this stuff from this spirit. And now, a contemporary of his, born in 1932, dies in 2019, Claudio Naranjo, a New Age psychiatrist and spiritual seeker, learns about the Enneagram from Ichazo and claims something about the personality types that's quite interesting. Where did he say, where did Naranjo say he got the types? He said a little bit from observation as a psychologist, psychiatrist, but most of it was through automatic writing. Now, again, I'm hoping most of you don't know what automatic writing is. This is allegedly where you are sitting generally at a table and a spirit possesses you and you begin to write. And you write exactly what that spirit wants written. This is how Course of Miracles was written, the Urantia book. Do you remember Jay-Z Knight and Rantha? Same type of stuff. So getting mainlined to some spirit literally possessing them and using them as an amenuance, as a, as a pencil, as a pen. And they write exactly what the spirit wanted written. And he, he full on admits it and he's proud of it. Yeah, this is where I got the stuff. Let's uh, cue the video. Uh, this is about 90 seconds. You can hear him say it in his own words. From 2010. At, uh, at the conference I told them I had made up this tale that all this came from millennia ago. And, from and that this information came from the Sufis. Yes. I told him that actually Oscar Richardson had not described any of the enneotypes either. Actually, in the uh, uh, seven months we spent with him, he devoted about six hours to talk about the enneagram, but he never came to describe any one of the types. That was right. that came from, in Enrique Chile. Enrique Chile, yeah. 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 So that yeah. came from my own observations, but mostly from automatic writing. It automatic from, writing? Yeah, it came to me through automatic writing. What did? Uh, the, the specific information and it's any types. Up, up, about any types, which yes. I then verified through observation, right. because this, I was surrounded by people right. I was teaching and exploring with. And I had <clears throat> I had friends in Eureka who told me essentially the same story. Yeah. That there Hill. was no mention of no others besides. You yes. said there was no mention of any types except from you. Yes. So that you were the origin of the enneotype concept. And you were the origin of the word enneotype. Yes. You suggested it, and I adopted yes. that idea. Yes. So there you go. The idea of an enneotype came from automatic writing from an occultist who says he got the concepts as a spirit took over his body and he wrote, and then he confirmed it because he was a psychiatrist through observation. So, Craig, in thinking about the enneotypes just for a second, because there's, there's the personalities up on the wheel. I think we have a photo of, of that. And, and you start to see these uh, categories now. And when you look at them, and, you know, a lot of us kind of heard uh, some secondhand information about the types. And, and people would say, man, you know, I took the test or whatever, or people in the know kind of nailed my personality. I guess you get a number with a wing 
Uh, yeah, but I'm a number four. I'm really skeptical of all this stuff. <laughs> so, so it's important for us to make sure we understand that Naranjo, how he claimed to get this, mostly through autom- automatic writing, a little bit through his observations. And now we have these nine, what we would call personality types. They call them enneotypes. Yes. What do we make of that? Uh, actually... Uh, Naranjo and Ichazo actually call them ego fixations. They're actually, they insult these terms. You're stuck in these. See, people who are doing this think, well, I'm moving up or I've done one of my wings, which is, okay, I, let's say I'm a four, I, I do a three or a five, and then the numbers connect where I want to go, shows you my the, the arrows, my strengths and weaknesses. And, but they're like, Ichazo and Naranjo saying, you don't get it. it th- you got to transcend this stuff. You're perfect and divine the way you are. You think you're improving, and you're like it's like a child playing with whatever. They're they're not uh, empty calories. They're not getting a meal. So here's the irony: why people who really work this system, they're like, "Wow, I'm really progressing. I'm getting it. I'm I'm uh, minimizing my weaknesses, maximizing my strengths." He's like, "You don't get it. You're divine. Get off this thing." Move beyond. That's the irony. Move beyond. So you got to have basically all nine of the numbers. You got to have the whole pizza pie, but then go beyond the pizza pie. Almost like the idea, once again, of Scientology. Got to get beyond the clear to all these operating levels, but you never quite get there. Right, because you think, I'm at an eight, so I'm really OT operating Theoden. I'm doing really well. And he's like, no, you don't get it, man. You're still an eight. You should be beyond that. Now, people may be asking, okay, if this is the origins of the Enneagram, and we showed some pictures and we, we traced the origins back to, you know, guys that living in the 1800s and, and up to our time, how in the world did this permeate the Christian church? Well, we have a, a man named Richard Rohr, mm-hmm. and Richard Rohr is a Franciscan friar. Uh, he is a, a man who has a lot of sway. Uh, in the culture and in the church, especially the Roman Catholic Church, but mm-hmm. with progressive Christianity as well. Tell us a little bit about Richard Rohr and kind of how this is now permeated into the some circles in Roman Catholicism, but now into the professing evangelical church. He, he had a book published by an alleged evangelical publishing house. He also wrote a book on the universal Christ, and this is full-on New Age occultism. He separates Jesus as a way shower with the Christ consciousness and the rest of us who have the Christ consciousness as well. Apparently he's never read first John chapter two. I'll come back to that. But yeah, so he's totally into, he's, he's a panentheist, big term panentheist. So, uh, Ospensky and Gurdjieff were pantheists. All is God. God is all one to one correspondence. Your problem is you don't realize who you are and your unlimited potentials and abilities. Panentheism, as also taught up at Claremont Graduate University, for example, teaches that you're in God. God transcends you in the universe, but you are still part of the divine. So as the soul is to the body, so you are to the universe. You are divine, it, panentheism says, but yes, the divine does transcend you, and so you have to get all nine of these uh, personality types and move beyond even them. Mark- Marsha Montenegro, who has a long um, apologist history, uh, former astrologer, said that the Enneagram is the biggest danger to the church that she's ever seen from the New Age, that in her opinion. And she called it a Trojan horse 
that has permeated the Christian church. It seems to me that uh, the evangelical churches have embraced it. We can talk about that. But the progressive church seems to have locked onto this. Well, and the, but the, the progressive church, that's a nice euphemism for liberal, often apostate Christianity. Uh, the evangelical church is embracing this. Now, I want to be careful. We're not committing what's called the genetic fallacy. We're not just saying the origins are bad, really bad. Hitler brushed his teeth, so I'm knocking mine out. That's not what we're saying. Tubal Cain was murdered and did things horrible, but he, he invented musical instruments. Therefore, we don't believe in musical instruments. We're saying the source is bad and the teaching is bad. And not just it was, it is. It is antithetical to historic Orthodox Christianity. Now, when I tell people, they're like, oh, no, no, it's not, or it is? Yes. And you have to explain pantheism, panentheism. So this Richard Rohr taught to a guy named Bob Ox, also involved in Roman Catholicism, and through his retreats and seminars, uh, it's gone gangbusters and then came out of Roman Catholicism into evangelical Protestantism. I first heard about this in the eight, mid, eight, mid to late 80s. I met Mitch Pogwa, and he was hot on this because this was big-time stuff in retreat centers, monasteries, and otherwise in the Roman Catholic realm. And that was my first exposure to it. And it's recycled. Its popularity has come and gone, but it's, it's waxing again. And again, there are pastors in this area who say, you cannot grow, you cannot mature, really, unless you're into this stuff. And in fact, they would even call us, we, we're cultists. Did you know that? We're cultists. And what's interesting, and this is something you need to know, that Richard Rohr denies every essential of the historic Christian faith. He's basically a New Ager or a panentheist. Um, so why anyone in the evangelical church would listen to Richard Rohr or read his books or anybody connected to him is bizarre. But he has a lot of sway and he's impacting a lot of people. So, Craig, I want to hit on something that you said, because there are people who have taken the test. They have felt that uh, this is, I'm quoting probably several different people, this has been a wonderful tool. I understand my spouse better. I understand myself better. It's simply a tool. And uh, God uses it. Uh, it's, it's, this is them saying now, uh, it, it can be used in a, through a biblical lens, it, it's a tool that God's used in my life. And so how could one gainsay my experience that has been helpful? How would we respond to that? People tend to, whatever they're into, they see the best of it. It's like going to a psychic and they tell you, there's going to be an earthquake in Southern California this year. Wow, insightful. But seriously, uh, Marcia Montenegro saw that as an astrologer. People would automatically plug themselves in. The technical terms for this is called confirmation bias. If you want to believe something, you tend to only see the quote-unquote evidence that establishes your view, and you downplay the other. The Burnham effect is the other part of this. People see what they want to see. And so... And, and by the way, a broken clock's right twice a day. So, you know, that'd be like going to an astrologer or other occultist and they predict something and it happens and you go, they must have the truth. Mm -hmm. Even clear back in Deuteronomy 13 and 18, we see there's two major tests for truth, two major one. One is if something doesn't happen, you know God's not involved. 
The mark of the biblical prophet is 100% accuracy. But back in Deuteronomy 13, the standard is if it contradicts scripture, if it contradicts what God has revealed, you know God's not in it. So this stuff teaches you are Christ. You need to discover the divine in you. Well, you are listening to a mini-sode on the Enneagram, and this was content that was recorded from a special 633 event that we held at Living Truth Christian Fellowship in the city of Corona, where I have the privilege of serving as senior pastor. Special guest, Professor Craig Hawkins. Uh, It was really a wonderful night, not only to dive into some teaching on the Enneagram and its occult New Age origins and New Age uh, proprietors, but also to do a Q&A time. And we had a chance to take some questions uh, both through our app, written questions, and interact with some folks uh, who were there on that evening. So this is the content you're listening to, Exploring the Enneagram. The numbers just don't add up. And I pray it's been a blessing to you. Remember to keep us in prayer as we continue to fight the good fight for truth and to love people and to give the gospel. Uh, Glad you're listening. Hey, recommend this to a friend and I pray the rest of the content will be a blessing to you. Thanks for listening to A Step Closer. Let us know your thoughts on today's topic. You can email us at contact at walkintruth.com. You can also let us know a topic or question you'd like us to answer and discuss. Again, email us at contact at walkintruth.com.